Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks podcast. Today, I'm joined by an amazing guest, but before I introduce them to you, I want to ask that you please like and subscribe below. That way, we can continue to bring you these incredible stories, and if you're already liked and subscribed to our channel, we thank you for all of your support. Today's episode is featuring, I'm going to consider you a friend, Simone. I have to consider you a friend, especially from where we came from and how this all got to go. But it's Simone Denny. You are a singer-songwriter, multi-Juno Award winner, TED Talk speaker, host of your own shows. You've kind of done it all, but we're going to focus on a big message that you have to share with the world today. Okay. So I'm going to start... Oh, God. Well, like, like we said a little bit ago, this is long overdue. I'm going to open this up and why it's long overdue. I happen to be working with, uh, on a project with a guy named Brad Damon, and you know him well. Unfortunately, he passed uh, with some complications. And, um, but you guys did a song called Superstar. Tell the world about Superstar because it was a smash. Well, uh, you're a superstar. Uh, Brad and I were both part of a group called Love Inc. Uh, it's a Canadian dance music group. Uh, it did extremely well across Canada. We toured across Canada and it spilled over into the U.S. and also uh, had another second life in the U.K. as well in Europe. And so um, Brad produced the song. I sang the vote, did the vocals, and we toured together for years. And Superstar is actually written by Vince DiGiorgio, who's a Canadian writer. Um, and it's a song of hope and, uh, and enlightenment, uh, strength, to let you know that no matter what life brings your way, tonight and every night, you're a superstar. You know, for people who don't know, and hopefully everybody will Google it, but, you know, I was watching um, the, the TV show, The um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, that was on TV the other night. And they were, they were showing his production on the live the live stage at the Live Aid um, uh, production that they did. Superstar was very similar to that. When you Google it, the crowds are insane singing word for word. And how does that feel? Like, when you're there delivering that, what, what is that feeling like? You know, um, most people would say, oh my gosh, they're here to see me and get all excited. <laughs> I, for me, it's a very humbling moment. Every single time I walk on stage, I feel very lucky and humbled to have that reaction because I'm in Canada living my life and doing my thing. And, you know, I, I, to me, I live a very, a very normal life. And then when you walk on that stage and the, the energy that, that bursts, you know, and comes at you, it, it, uh, it, it blows me away, you know. And to know, for me, every time I meet someone from the UK, Canada, wherever that loves that song, the stories that come with it. That is what I hold on to. It, it's, it has helped so many people and, and brought love and joy to so many people's lives. It's, um, again, just humbling. It, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, I, I, I often wondered, I always wanted to ask someone that question has been on the stage that, of that magnitude. What does that got to feel like? Like I was thinking, oh my God, I think it would be so charged. I mean, it's just, it and, and, and everybody's singing the song. Uh, I, I watched Garth Brooks one time in a concert and I'm thinking, man, what the easiest money that guy's ever made. He started a song and then the whole crowd sang every song for him, right? 
I'm thinking, that, that is just such an incredible experience. But man, there's another story with you. So people see that person on stage and they think, oh my God, how did they get there? Obviously she can sing. It might have been easy for her. But you did a TED Talk called The Power of No. Yes. Let's go through that. Sure. Sure. Um, the, the power of no. <laughs> I got told no a lot in this business, a lot. Um, and it ended up, a lot of people see that as a negative and hold on to that and, and hold on to the no and drown with it. I found that it was the thing that actually channeled me to where I needed to be, to be where I'm at now, singing songs that I love. Because I'm, I'm known for singing anthemic songs. That's what I do. Superstar is one of them, but uh, I'm also the vocalist for the original show for Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, um, which was a uh, Emmy award-winning show. And I was the vocalist for that as well, for that theme song and toured across America with that. So um, the power of no has been extremely powerful in my life. The story was so powerful to me about how many people tried to make you something that was not your passion. Well, my original passion was fashion and design. <laughs> right. Come from a Caribbean background. I'm born, born and raised in Canada. My family's from uh, Guyana. And uh, all of my relatives are professionals. Uh, doctors, lawyers, you know, education is big within that culture. And uh, when I said I want to do music, they're like, <laughs> why? <laughs> what? What? We, we love music. It's part of the culture. Yes, we dance to it. It's great why do you want to do music? And uh, music found me, I always say. I just happened to do something for a school talent show. Um, and the response that I got really is what fueled me. And that's why I always say music found me. Now, <laughs> once I left, I went through, I found all these different opportunities. I was part of student council, anything I could do to be in front of an audience. That's what I did. Uh, when I finally left, um, and went to, well, high school, I did it too. Uh, and I went to college for music. And I got an opportunity to sing in uh, another American musical called Mama, I Want to Sing, which is the life of Doris Troy. And on that journey is when I really started to see the power of no, because I didn't fit the mold. I did not fit the mold as far as uh, a &R was concerned as to what the, what the producers I was dealing with, they're like, oh, well, she's kind of chubby, you know, we need somebody really skinny and this and that. And I was just like, okay. And uh, I still ended up working with them, touring with them across Canada on another project as a background vocalist. But then from doing a lot of session work around Toronto, my voice and my name started to get around and a DJ heard of my voice and they and producers and they asked me to come in and sing. So I went in, uh, I screamed, I held the note here. I didn't quite understand what I was doing. I knew the music, but didn't know it well. But that first track ended up being nominated for Juno. And they didn't care what I looked like. You know, they were, the audience loved the power of my voice. They loved my stage presence. They loved the conviction with which I sang the song. And, uh, you know, it, it turned out to be a really put me on the path to Love, Inc., and you're a superstar. That literally launched me into that. Well, you know, you had a powerful voice, but there were still people that said, we want you to be a backup singer. But you stuck to your guns. Yeah, yeah. On that journey, same time Morano's singing with uh, the other group. Um, I had a girl group that I was with, and as soon as they heard me doing this dance and house music project, they're like, you need to get back to doing, you know, R&B. You're Black. Remember that. 
And uh, it's funny, I have grown up in a very rich musical culture. Um, being Canadian, I've been exposed to everything literally every type of music. Uh, having a Caribbean background, that was a given. And my mom grew up in England, so I had the English influence as well on all those songs. So I've always been open musically. So I never saw dance music as veering away from who I was culturally. I just thought, this is another opportunity. But what I did see was the value in the opportunity where there are no other girls really known for this in Canada. I'm gonna step into this and make it my own. So the nose led me to a place where I could be unique in my genre. I was the only one doing it. And I was the only one representing Canada at that time in it. So it, it was, it was a, a beautiful thing for me. You know, one of the statements that you had made before, and I think is so powerful is walking away sometimes was don't settle for less, right? Because you gotta know your value. And, and that, is, that is such a powerful statement for so many people because the world and society loves to tell you no. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I eventually, well, I, I mean, I'm kind of fast forwarding the story. I eventually left Love Inc. Um, because I, I knew my value. I didn't feel like I was being valued. And I was, you know, I'm, as a woman in the industry, it's a man's world. You know, and I felt that if I didn't leave at that time, that the repercussions, not just for myself, but for women in the industry would have been very great and very severe. And so I had to know my value. I had to leave. And I'm like, I deserve better. I deserve um, to be treated better and to be valued for what I bring to the table. And so I left knowing that there would be greater things to come. Was that a scary decision or was that a confident decision? Did you know inside you had to do that? A little bit of both, <laughs> a little yeah. bit of both. You know, it's, it's a big step. It was a very big step, uh, but I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. Um, fear in the, in the sense that I'm walking away from the biggest thing I've ever done musically. Um, such a huge following, huge fan base. What are, what's gonna happen? What's next? There's, there's, you're walking into nothing. You know, should I leave? Should I stay? Should I? And, and a resounding no came back at me every time I would kind of make my pros and cons list. And I'm like, no, you, you got to go. So you step out on faith. You know, here, here's what I love about our podcast. And, and I'm going to get really personal right now. But your, your message right there, just the statement that you said, you know, what's funny is uh, my story is very similar to that. And it's you know, I've had a successful practice and this has been my passion to come and do this. And I understand that statement more than you know. It has nothing to do with singing, has nothing to do with contracts, nothing to do with anything else. But the statement is exactly the same, even in my own world. It's scary walking out of something that's been so good to you to do something that you're passionate about. And, and that's why I love story. And that's why I love your story, because it hit me really profoundly like that. Uh, th another one that I want you to comment on. You said when faced with adversity, uh, it always comes from, a, from their place of fear. They use their fear to define you. I thought that was another just wickedly powerful statement that you made. Yes, yes. When people are telling you no, it's their fear. It's not that they don't love you, it's not that they don't care, but more than anything else, it's their own fear of, well, why would you leave that? That's secure. Why, why would you go? Why, what? I mean, you know, you just got to stick it out. And I'm like, 
no, this is madness. <laughs> this is madness. I am here because I love what I do. I love to reach people. I love the energy exchange. And if the energy is off within, I can't emulate that out. So I'm not doing my job, you know? And so there comes a time where you have to go. Tell, tell our listeners about the plaque that was in your house. Oh, my parents. Uh, you didn't know I knew all this, right? <laughs> like, where do you dig all this up from? No, my parents had a plaque uh, basically talking about, um, how can I put this? Um, taking the path less traveled. You know, when you come to the edge of all that you know, you know, it, it's, they just really drummed that into my head. Like, it was no opportunity to accept mediocrity. And when you follow the crowd, you're only going to get as far as the crowd. Further than the crowd, all of that, like all of it. If you follow the crowd, you get no further than the crowd. If you, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a, when you, when you succeed, uh, all those who were saying no, basically will, uh, and were contemptuous will say, oh, we knew she was amazing. Yeah, she's, of course, <laughs> about, like, it, it is so true to life. It is so true to life. And I've, I've, on my journey, I've seen it happen more than once. People doubt, again, they put their fear on you. They project their fears of things they haven't achieved or things they were afraid to do. It's like, well, you're, you're just a regular person. How, how can you do that? There's no way you can achieve that. And I'm like, my response to that usually is, and to my God kids, my nieces, my nephews, there's no difference between you and the person of success. The only difference is that that person stuck to their vision and took the chance and made it. I mean, again, such a true life story, right? I don't remember who said the, the statement, and, and I'll probably butcher it, but everybody gets the point. But they always say, don't tell people your dreams. Just wait and answer the question how you did it when they ask. That's right. And, and, and I think that is so powerful. And, and one thing that kind of resounds to me is, you know, your parents. I mean, they, they definitely instilled this drive and this focus to, to not let your dreams get past. I think that's something that we can't let get lost in this. That plaque was really special and important in your world. Oh, they, they literally, I would wake up and go wash my face and look up and there it is. And it was just like, <laughs> that, was, that was their way of going, uh, you're slipping from the standard, you know? And it, it, they keep hitting me with it. They don't have to bring out the plaque anymore because it's drummed in my head, but um, <laughs> they always let me know, you know, when I've dipped or they feel like I'm going in the wrong direction, particularly my mom, you know? Um, and I'll even bring a story with Superstar, which really brought home singing that song. Uh, she came to the show shows early on in my career when everything was just starting up. And she was backstage and she was watching me sing and she was watching the audience and watching me and then watching the audience. And after the show, she was, I want you to remember something whenever you sing that song. And I was like, okay, we had no idea it was gonna be as big as it was. She's remember that Every time you look out into that audience, people are falling in love. Two people are making friends. You're strengthening and uplifting people. You are giving them soul, like food for their soul to get through the next day or the next week or onto the next phase of their life. And literally, I've kept that in my head. And every time I go on a st stage and I sing it, that's what I see. You know, and so... And that comes through, you know, for people like, like us that are listening to the song, you, you can always tell when somebody is just dumping their soul into it, right? It's like, oh my God, the power of no, right? Embracing the power of no. I mean, how you just decided, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own path. Yes. Just, it's just so impressive. Yeah, trailblazer, you have to be. 
It's the only what? way. Simone, there's another part of the story to your life. Tell us about being a cancer survivor. Well, um, out of the blue, I was diagnosed with uh, stage two, uh, early onset colon cancer, uh, kind of knocked me off my feet. Um, and uh, that was another part of the journey where I had to actually pull away from music for a while. And after giving the world and my audience all this beautiful energy, I had to save it now for me uh, to kind of mentally fortify myself to uh, get through it. Um, very scary time in my life. A <laughs> very scary time, but I'm I'm now 11 years in remission. I'm doing okay, um, and I just used that as a red flag. I didn't see it as, you know what? I'm gonna actually digress and say, there's where the 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 people projecting their fears on you came up in my life again. Um, the few people that knew somehow had. It decided how I got it, what I need to do to cure it, that I was going to die from it. And I said, in that moment, I was like, not telling anybody anything anymore. And I, I just, the two or three friends that were positive that knew it, uh, kept feeding me all the positive energy that I needed, which was great. And uh, I came out on the other end. All right. You know, that that's a very personal story. And I appreciate you so much for sharing that. You know, one of the things that I often think about is, you know, you're on stage and you're singing to all these people and you're enhancing their lives. Is it also possible that music and the way it did, those people then giving that love back to you helped you with your recovery? Yes. Um, and again, that's why I'm humbled when I go on stage because they have no idea when they tell me how I've affected their life in a positive way, how it affects me, you know, in a beautiful way to know that that's the legacy that I've left in this world. And I mean, I'm not done yet, but you know, so far that is the path that God has given me. And that is the task that I've been given. I'm very happy with what is out there in the world. You know, it, that's one thing with Truth Talks when, um, you know, one of the things that I set out to do in, in the Truth Talks program was we're going to tell the story and the whole story, whatever that person wants to share. And I'm glad you threw that in there. Um, I, I got a story that I just, again, I just saw it. I guess everything happens for a reason. But I was watching some segment for whatever reason with Garth Brooks. And um, he's on stage. He was singing the dance. Uh, this lady held up a sign that said, uh, uh, chemo this morning, Garth Brooks this evening, does it get any better? He sees the sign. He sits down. He hands her his guitar. He hugs her. And then he comes back and he holds up the sign and he says, you know what, if God could just reach his hand down and say to everyone, I am real, you can see this. He goes, this sign is God, right? And so we leave everything in the story. We're, we're not scared to say we're believers here. We're not scared to know that, that these things are faith-based. Um, and, and so I appreciate you saying that. I mean, it, I could add a story to that. Um, I had something like that happen to me. I was doing a show in uh, Niagara Falls, same with Love, Inc., same group and a young lady sent a message backstage and asked if we could dedicate or if I could dedicate your superstar to her boyfriend. Uh, somehow they were able to bring her to the side and I was able to talk to her. I said, what's, what's, what do you, what's happening? And she said, this song is everything for him. I said, why? She said, because he's a, a paraplegic or a quadriplegic. I'm not sure if it was. And she said, your song is the only thing that got him through recovery. Your song is the only thing that got him to go to physio and to, to get back to strength. And uh, he's here in the audience. And I was like, oh, my God, absolutely. Uh, so it got to the part of the show where you're, which is the song. 
Yeah. And the crowd literally parted and they pushed him up in the wheelchair right to the front of the stage. And so I literally sang the song to him and the whole audience helped me sing the song to him. Mm. And that is something I will never forget. And like I said, that's another moment where you really understand the power of music and that it's mm. so, the music is so much bigger than who you, what you are and what you do. And it's really about people. It really, really is about people. You know what they say, we all breathe oxygen, we all excrete waste, we all do everything, but not everybody makes a difference, and you are a difference maker. I try. <laughs> you I'm did trying. a great job. I'm trying, I'm trying. Tell us what's next in your adventures. What, what are we doing? Well, uh, I'm beginning a couple projects, getting back into uh, another genre of music, um, and uh, going back to my R&B roots for a bit, and I'll be... Uh, co-writing on a project there other than that um still doing my ig lives and keeping that going and just really staying safe and staying well keeping my mind and my body healthy so that when this COVID is over i can get back to it are, are you missing it bad did, did it also did COVID kind of at, at some way also reinvigorate you it did it actually <laughs> for the first three months i was like okay, we can wait this out. You know, it'll be over. And then six months later, I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem to be over. Um, you know, this is, seems to be going, it's not stopping. And I, it made me pivot because I wanted to do an IG live show. I wanted to do something where I could sit down and talk to people because I meet so many interesting people like yourself all along my journey. And I was like, this is, I love talking to people backstage. That's what I do with other performers and whatever. I'm like, so what are you, where are you from? What, how did you get here? You know, all of it. So it was nice to have that opportunity now to create that environment where I could share that with other people. And the, the most beautiful thing that keeps coming back from people is, wow, it feels like it's like, it, like I'm a fly on the wall and there's like two celebrities talking and I'm like, and like they're friends. And I'm like, because we are <laughs> like, this is how we talk. This is what we do. And I'm so glad that that keep, come, keeps coming over. And like, it's so positive. I'm like, that's what I'm about. This is why we do what we do. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on our show. Telling Thank us you about yourself. Me. Oh gosh. It's just, it's just been an amazing and your Ted talks. I hope you do more. Um, those are so, so inspiring. And then Tell us how our listeners can find you. Ah, you can find me at Simone Denny Music on IG. Uh, Denny like the restaurant. <laughs> so Simone <laughs> Denny Music on, on IG. Uh, that's the main one that I'm on. I'm on Twitter at Simone, Simone Denny. And um, Facebook as well, Simone Denny. So you, you just look for the round face and the lips. You can't miss me. <laughs> you cannot miss it. You can't miss me. Simone... I want to thank you so much for coming on our show and, and having this discussion with us. The power. I, I do want people to go on to YouTube. I know it's there for your TED Talk. Yes. The power of no. Um, I, everybody needs to see that. Every single person needs to see that. And again, uh, our paths will cross again. I am quite certain. Of absolutely. It. Absolutely. They will. We still have uh, some music to do. We do. I absolutely love you to death. And thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you for having me.